Hey everyone, Fabrice here. Welcome back to Blind Sanity. Today we're going back to can uh, training or mobility training as part of my mobility training diary. Um, quite a few things happened over the past week and a half and uh, I thought it would be great to, uh, to give an update and uh, share what I learned and um, actually share a lot of things that I was doing wrong and that are not corrected now, corrected and are right now. Uh, we're going to take a quick uh, a few second break and then we'll start right away. All right, so I did get uh, my second uh, training, in-person training yesterday. Uh, this time I moved out of my neighborhood, which I knew pretty well, um, and I moved to um, Stockton. Um, this time in an area that was a little bit more residential and certainly busier than uh, my area. Uh, we had an hotel nearby. We had the... Um, the the place where my uh, my trainer was working so we had uh, um, more chances to try uh, my can in setup that were different than my neighborhood which is basically a, a street and a park filled with kids and uh, um, uh, a nearby school so first before i met that lady um, i did go back uh, quite a few times uh, back in san francisco uh, and try my new cane with the new uh, tip. Um, for those who uh, missed the previous part of the uh, diary, uh, I did purchase a ball instead of the uh, marshmallow tip. Uh, it's it's a ball that has a ball bearing, so it's um, it's it moves as you move the cane, as you swipe the cane from left to right. Uh, but it's a pretty big. It's a Pretty significant ball, I would say, probably around one and a half to two inches in diameter, relatively heavy. Uh, but uh, as I mentioned before, uh, I did not uh, get snagged into any crack in the street or anything like that uh, so far. Um, so this is a big improvement compared with the original cane that came with the marshmallow tip, the little, um, I would say, the, the hockey uh, pug um, um, shape uh, tip of the, the cane. Uh, that's usually how the cane uh, came um, uh, came to you if you order one. So uh, again, I did go through San Francisco. Uh, we walked quite a while this time uh, with it. It was easily two or three hours nonstop. The advantage uh, was that uh, I finally got my wrist uh, capable of handling that much um, swinging right and left uh, for a longer period of time. So I guess it's pretty good. I thought that uh, the, um, the pain, the wrist that would, that would occur in the past um, every, I would say, 10, 15 minutes of uh, cane use um, uh, would um, uh, would stay. But apparently, the more you use the cane and the stronger your uh, wrist uh, is. Also, the right uh, location and position of the handle uh, in front of my navel, um, dead center um, in my body, in front of my body, um, actually helped a lot. Uh, the issue that I had was always the same. I tend to swirl a little bit too much to the uh, right um, for some reason. I actually uh, understood a little later why I do that, and um, I will tell you a little bit later, uh, but that made sense. And beside that, well, the problem with San Francisco is that it's not um, consistent, the 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 separation between the walkway and the streets are not consistent. 
some have um, a special half dome uh, structure on the floor that you can feel. Some you really don't don't realize you're in the middle of the street until, um, well, until a car uh, honk at you and remind you that you're in the middle of the street. So it's kind of dangerous at this stage. Um, I know that my trainer told me that she will train me to figure things out, but at that stage, I am not good enough to distinguish the difference between the sidewalk and the um, the, the actual street, um, especially in some cases where uh, there's a slope from the sidewalk leading to the street directly. Sometimes it's so smooth, you can't even feel the difference. So I hope that I'm going to learn that eventually, but for the moment, this is my big, um, big issue. Aside from that, um, well, it kind of bothered me to get my white cane around and show people that I needed to uh, walk, but it has some advantage. A lot of people actually understand what the problem is and stay away from me or uh, help me, um, um, uh, help, help, I would say, help me walk in some, uh, some ways. Uh, They stay away, they sometimes veer to the right or to the left so they can allow me to go. It's actually uh, pretty nice of them. Some uh, people, of course, don't give a shit about it. Um, you know, it's an inconvenience for them, so they will make it very clear. Uh, I did meet a few homelesses. Uh, there's a lot of homeless in uh, in San Francisco, but I met a few of them that actually um, yelled at others because those others uh, didn't uh, leave me enough room to move. So that was actually pretty nice. Uh, even some homeless actually uh, know the, the right etiquette um, with people with low visibility uh, vision or people that are blind. Um, that's pretty much all I learned in San Francisco. Um, I'm going to skip to the uh, next section, which is the actual um, second meeting with my um, trainer. And we'll talk about a few things that she told me that I didn't know. Let's just take a break for the moment and I will see you in a few seconds. The first thing that I did when I met my um, coach for the second time is actually to meet her at her office. So we did some work uh, in, their, um, in, a, in, a, in an office environment that I did not know. So I learned quite a few things. The first thing um, I've done, uh, of course, she asked me to do the regular swiping and walk um, uh, regularly, um, the way I always do with a, with a white cane, uh, to realize and figure out if there was some obstacle. But she noticed that I was swiping um, not regularly to my right, which means that my swipe was wide to my left, but was not wide enough to my right. And she guessed, actually, uh, she was right that I was going to be a right drifter, which is exactly what happened, as I mentioned earlier on the previous section in San Francisco. Um, so this is probably a good trick for all of you guys that are drifting. If you drift to the left, you probably don't swipe your cane enough to the left. Remember that the swipe has to be as um, wide as your hip or your um, uh, shoulder, whichever is larger. Uh, with um, an inch to an inch and a half uh, additional um, width on each side. Uh, If you tend to uh, swipe not enough to the right, you will drift right. And if you don't swipe enough to the left, you will drift left. I'm not entirely sure how it works, um, but she was right uh, in uh, diagnosing my um, 
my issue in San Francisco was not me telling her, so that was actually uh, pretty good. And I learned something there. The second thing I learned is uh, the technique to find a seat and actually um, um, safely uh, sit on a chair. So what I learned was first to locate a chair with a cane, then drag my hand um, along the cane to find the chair, find the pillow, uh, the bottom pillow of the chair, and then line the back of my two legs um, parallel uh, and touching the pillow and sit. Uh, no angle, no nothing. Um, I got caught many times uh, miscalculating um, things at an angle, and then I ended up hurting myself or falling off the chair or sitting on the handle or anything like that. So that was uh, another thing I learned. Um, the, first thing, the, third, the second thing I learned was actually uh, walking in a long corridor using your hand. That's something I used to do without a cane, but apparently there is a technique using the cane and your hand. So what you need to do, um, and I'm right-handed, um, so if I walk into a long corridor, uh, what I need to do is uh, switch hand and get my cane in my left hand and get it perpendicular to the wall um, um, on my right. So basically, uh, yes, the cane is going to be angled, but the uh, tip of the cane is going to go across me from my left to my right and hit the corner between the floor and the wall of the corridor. While doing this, uh, my right hand um, um, will be uh, touching the floor uh, the, touching the floor, touching the, the wall of the corridor, a little bit ahead of your body, something like probably a foot ahead of your uh, body. Uh, you will curl your finger because you don't want your finger to, uh, to hit a corner or hit something that may actually hurt your, your hand. And then this is how the, the whole thing the, uh, works. You move uh, with your cane, so the cane tells you uh, and follow the, um, the line of the, uh, the corridor and your hand also follow the, the line uh, and will tell you in advance if you uh, are reaching a door or if there is something that, um, an obstacle or things like that. So that is a technique, uh, a new technique I did not know. Uh, I kind of used in the past without a cane, but with a cane, it's actually pretty neat. The final uh, technique I learned uh, in that um, environment was uh, well, it was actually a technique I can use in a restaurant uh, to find a chair and sit and get myself uh, in correctly positioned uh, in front of the door, uh, in front of the, um, the table. So the technique requires you to find a chair first, uh, which uh, we described earlier, um, then find the, uh, the place you are going to sit. Uh, first thing that you do when you find the, the chair, uh, you need to find a table so that your left hand, for me, because I'm right-handed, the left hand stay on the table at all time, on the corner of the table at all, at all time. Uh, the right hand will move the chair away, uh, parallel to the, um, I would say parallel, or perpendicular to the table. Uh, and then uh, you get uh, your, the back of your two legs um, in contact with the bottom, with the seat of the, the chair, while still holding the table. You can sit and then you can drag the chair to the table. So everything seems to be um, uh, uh, depending on your left hand staying in contact with the table all the time. Uh, same thing when you 
leave the restaurant, you keep your hand on the table, you uh, drag your chair uh, away uh, with uh, whatever the other hand or whatever you want to you do that. Uh, then you stand up, you use your right hand on the back of the chair, drag the chair toward the table. And when that is done, you can release the table and the chair together and move along uh, with the rest of your day. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how this is going to work and uh, if this is that uh, useful, uh, but I'll try a few times in a restaurant probably today and uh, over the weekend and uh, I'll let you know how it goes uh, later on. That is all I learned uh, from um, her in, uh, um, I would say, an office setting. There's many other things that she taught me. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll move to a very, very short a real-life situation on the street, a street that I didn't know, uh, and a street that was relatively busy at that time. Let's take a break, and I'll see you in a few seconds. The second part of the training was actually a relatively short one. It was between the location where the, uh, my mobility coach was working and the uh, nearby hotel uh, with whom they had an agreement um, that uh, would allow uh, the students that um, are learning to use the weekend to, use, uh, to be uh, walking around in, in that hotel and try new things like the stairs, elevator and things like that. Uh, so it was not that long. It was probably something like 500 feet uh, of uh, sidewalk. Same issue, however, as in San Francisco, I'm still not capable of distinguishing when I'm on the street from when I'm not. Um, Stockton actually is a little bit better than San Francisco. It's cleaner. There's a little bit more feature that allow you to figure things out based on touch, uh, but it's still very difficult. I did find the um, parallel horizontal um, line on the concrete uh, a few times that, uh, uh, as I mentioned in a previous uh, episode, should um, tell you that there is a change in elevation coming on, coming up, sorry, up or down. Um, it's still not as useful as actually something a little bit more uh, obvious when, um, uh, which would tell you that you are actually about to cross the street. Um, the only way that I knew that I was going to be on the street was that there was an elevation difference before and after the street. Um, again, if you're missing this, you are going to very easily end up on the street, in the middle of the street, without you even realizing. So for the moment, that was not really great. Didn't learn more uh, much about it. Um, and she also told me that this would require uh, a lot more experience and a lot more work. So that's it for this um, uh, little 500 foot uh, feet uh, long walk. Uh, didn't learn much um, that I already know, knew. Um, so we're gonna give it a, um, we're gonna stop with it here. Uh, the next part, however, the one in the hotel was actually pretty interesting. So that's going to take a little while. Uh, we're going to take another break and we'll start with that right away. All right, so this two or three hour long uh, training ended into a hotel, uh, a Hyatt hotel, um, it was an hotel that was located nearby the uh, center for the, uh, the blind uh, where my coach was working and they had a special agreement uh, to allow uh, people in uh, can training to uh, walk around 
uh, use their stairs, use their corridor, use all the facilities inside the hotel and outside the hotel um, as a way to uh, show a real-life situation or to present a real-life situation to uh, people who are training uh, with um, mobility training. So um, it was a little on the odd side. I think my coach kind of forgot that uh, I met her uh, a few times already uh, before. Um, so we went back to, again, um, walking and avoiding um, obstacle, which I already knew. She did notice that my swing was not as um, thorough on one side than on the other. I was a little short on my right side compared to the left one. Um, we also tried to walk a little faster. Um, it sound, it looked a little um, ridiculous. I was walking faster um, with her than I was um, walking when I had my, uh, my, my good eyesight a long time ago. So I'm not entirely sure if, you know, it's it's practical to walk that fast. But anyway, I believe this was probably uh, to show me that um, uh, there is a quite, actually quite um, a lot of time to react from the moment your cane uh, finds an obstacle to the moment your brain decides to stop walking and um, avoid uh, walking into uh, those obstacles. So that's probably why she asked me to walk that fast. Uh, with that uh, in mind, um, there was a few things that I learned um, Again, it's a little odd. It worked there uh, at that precise hotel. I'm not sure it's going to work everywhere, but she did mention that when I go in and out, uh, usually public places or hotel or shops or uh, malls or things like that, there's usually a carpet on the floor before uh, the uh, entrance door. It just happened that the hotel where I was uh, had carpet door, um, a carpet in front of every door. Um, so it was kind of easy to walk fast until um, I, I felt the, uh, the the rug on the floor, uh, which allowed me to stop and then uh, use the cane to find the door and um, lean the cane against the door to find the handle and get in and get out. So, yeah, I I see uh, how useful it can be. I'm not entirely sure that uh, every location that uh, our public have... Um, uh, a rug on the floor before the entrance and the uh, uh, before the entrance door or the exit door, but I get it. That was actually a, a nice trick, especially if you are used to um, working both areas, for example at work or things like that, and you know there are rugs. It's a good way for you to uh, to know that you're getting close to a door. The other thing I learned was uh, using the elevator. Uh, it is sound based, of course. You um, we were in a corridor that has, I believe, four elevators. So the whole idea was to uh, determine which door was opening among the four doors uh, possible and then um, find the, um, the buttons. Uh, the fact that I actually learned Braille and I know Braille, uh, I was able to find the number one, two, three, four, five uh, for each floor. So that made things simpler. Um, I believe that if you don't know Braille, you're going to have to just figure things out. Like the bottom one is probably the, the, the floor where you are. And then it goes uh, one additional floor every uh, button that you meet from the ground up. Of course, if there is a level minus one and minus two, then you're screwed. But again, I know Braille, so I didn't have that much of a big deal uh, with that. Um, another thing that we tried, uh, actually... Um, uh, Relatively interesting one uh, that I tried is to use um, stairs to go up and down with a cane. Uh, but uh, at the opposite of the stairs that I use at home, where the um, railing of the stairs is on my right, the same hand as the hand that is um, um, 
holding the white cane. The railing was actually on the left when I uh, go up, which means that uh, with my uh, right hand, I was able to um, detect where the railing was. But um, apparently there is a rule that prevents you from moving the um, cane um, from, one, from the, the right side to the left side in order to figure out where the rail is. You have to figure it out uh, using your hand only. I never heard of that rule. I'm, st I'm still looking into that, but apparently there is a rule that uh, uh, prevents you from moving your cane from uh, the right to the left if you're holding the cane in your right, and from the left to the right if you're holding your cane to the left. Aside from that, going up and down, the stairs were uh, pretty much uh, as um, easy and simple as when I do that at home. Um, I do tend to um, forget to put the, uh, the, the, the end of the cane one step ahead of me, uh, ahead of where my, foot, um, uh, my, my feet are uh, when I go up and down the stairs. Uh, but that mostly because I can still see a little bit. And I know when the, uh, the, uh, the, the stair stops, but if my situation and my vision get, get worse, I'm going to have uh, to learn to do it the right way. And then finally, uh, there was a fountain, a pretty big fountain in the middle of the hotel. And we play a little bit of, um, um, how to say that, um, trying to um, locate my uh, position based on the sound of that fountain. Um, I'm not entirely sure how useful this can be, um, especially since that was the first time I, I, I was uh, um, trained in that hotel. I think that if you work there, it's probably more useful. You probably uh, would be able to determine where the um, guest office or the front office or whatever it is is related to the sound that the um, fountain does in the, in the center of the room inside the hotel. Uh, there was um, a small bar slash restaurant located nearby also. So I'm guessing that um, knowing where the, um, uh, the fountain is can help you find a, a little bit more easily the, uh, the, the bar uh, or if you want to have a drink. Uh, but aside from that, I'm not entirely sure what the use of all this, except maybe... Uh, be more aware, uh, um, thanks to uh, your sound or environment of uh, where you are and uh, where you're located. Uh, at that stage, uh, I don't think I've learned that much. Uh, the thing that I'm a little bit more worried is that everything that I seem to learn uh, is um, doesn't stick with me very well. And I tend to have bad habits and those habits are coming back to me after a week or two. So I have, I'm struggling a little bit to, um, to keep up with everything I'm learning and reminding myself that um, uh, this is the right way to go and um, forcing myself not to go back to my old habit. My main problem, except for um, when I go up and down the stairs and I struggle to keep the, the cane one step ahead of me, um, is the um, sequence where I need to alternate my right foot with uh, the um, swing of the white cane. When it swings to the left, my right foot should be ahead of me. And when the uh, white cane swings to the right, my left foot has to be ahead of me. And it's usually doesn't, it usually doesn't work very well for me. It, I go, I go uh, I synchronize, which means that it's actually a right foot ahead when the swing uh, is on the right and uh, the cane is on the right and uh, left foot 
um, ahead when the uh, tip of the cane is on the left, which is the opposite of what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, I'm guessing that the more I use that white cane, the uh, more it will get um, inside my head and uh, it will become a second nature eventually. But right now, this is not happening. So we'll see how it goes. That's it for now. Um, yes, that's pretty much it for now for the training. Um, I do have a few more, but that will happen probably in the beginning of July, uh, this time uh, in um, a busy intersection. So we'll figure out how to get in and out without killing myself um, uh, of an intersection. And um, probably we're going to learn how to walk straight. Uh, apparently, I have problem to do that too. Uh, a quick note uh, on the side, I, um, I do not like that white cane, I have to be honest with you. I understand that this is a lot of uh, help uh, to help you around and, and get a little bit more mobile and independent, but for me, it is still um, an instrument that looks like a big flag that tells everybody that I'm uh, disabled and everything that I used to have before, you know, those sunglasses or a friend to walk around or grab or whatever, made me feel like I was not as obvious uh, as with a cane to everybody else. Um, there is some stairs now when I when I use that cane and a few people uh, whispering and, and you know I'm blind but I'm not I'm not completely deaf uh, and I can hear that so I'm struggling a little bit with the uh, psychological effect of using the white cane in public, which explain which explain why I'm not using the cane that much as much as I should, and that also explain why uh, I tend to lose a little bit of the, the training I'm going through since I'm not using uh, the cane regularly every day or every two, two or three days. I'm guessing this is also something I'm going to have to get used to. A lot of people are uh, actually getting mad at me because I walk around with no cane or in my back, uh, my backpack or in a place where um, it's pretty useless for me. Um, so eventually I'm going to have to change that way of thinking, but this is uh, yet another struggle on top of all the things that I have to go through uh, on a regular day. But that's it for now. Uh, like I said, um, the next episode for our uh, mobility training uh, diary will probably happen uh, in the first or second week of July. So we have uh, something like two to three weeks from now. Until then, if you have some uh, advices or some information or some questions, you can send them to um, our email address at blindsanitypodcast uh, at blindsanitypodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to repeat that, blindsanitypodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at um, blindsanitypod at, uh, on Twitter. That's it for now. Like I said, um, don't hesitate to send us an email or uh, tell us anything you need. We'll read everything and we'll answer as much as we can. And you never know if you have a question or if you uh, know something that is worth um, sharing. We might, we might be able to uh, do an episode in the future and maybe even contact you and include you into that episode. All right, it is Friday. Hope you guys are going to have a good weekend. It's going to be very hot here in California this coming weekend, 105 today. Uh, so stay cool if you are in the area or go out and have fun if uh, it's not too hot outside. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye.